So good to have you here this morning. And I want to read a scripture from John chapter 20, verse 19. John chapter 20. Verse 19. John 20, 19, it says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. We all know the story from its beginning to the end. So it's easy to judge the disciples for their actions, isn't it? We all know that Jesus died on the Friday afternoon and he rose again on the Sunday morning. But the disciples, they were living the story. Can you just imagine what they were going through? So before judging them, let's try to understand a little bit of their story. Last time I spoke, I told you that most of the disciples, they were expecting that Jesus would recover uh, the kingdom of Israel, the earthly kingdom. They were expecting Jesus to become uh, to make what David and Solomon did with Israel on those back days, the golden uh, ages of Israel, of power, of conquer, conquer. So we cannot judge them by their acts or by or by their sayings, or by their uh, questions. Because they had left everything behind. They left their jobs. They left their religion to follow Jesus. Some of them, they left their family. So they, in Brazil we have a saying that they put all the coins, all their trust, in Jesus. You know when you go to a casino? I've never been to a casino, but I know how it works. But you put, you put all your coins to trusting that you're going to win. So the disciples, they trusted all that they had in Jesus. And then everything was gone. Everything was gone. Jesus was arrested. Jesus died. And they feared. There were too many expect, expectations towards Jesus. And they couldn't understand what was going on through that days. 
They couldn't understand Jesus' mission. So when things got really scared on that Thursday uh, evening, they started acting a little bit weird. If you do remember John 14, the questions that Philip and Judas, they asked Jesus. Do you remember? Philip said, show us the Father. And Jesus maybe thought, he didn't understand. I mean anything. And then Judas uh, says, why are you revealing yourself to us and not for the world? And John, it seems that John during the Last Supper was a little bit depressed. We think that it was John because he was laying down in Jesus' chest. So they were suffering. There was really, really suffering. Well, and especially Peter. All the things that Peter uh, did from Thursday evening through Friday afternoon and even on Sunday. Jesus, Jesus was washing the, the disciples' feet. And first, Peter didn't want to. And then he said, well, uh, now wash my, my head and my hands and everything. Peter was a little bit extreme. And then Jesus, when Jesus uh, predicts his betrayal, Peter wants to know who is it. And then when Jesus predicts Peter's denial, he says, no, no, I will go with you till the end. So they were going through really suffering. Couldn't, they couldn't understand what was going on on those days. I think that it was too much information for them. Too much going on in just 24 hours. Yeah. So maybe you lived or you were living or probably you will live some experience that's too much information for you for 24 hours. And then you, you start uh, making some uh, silly questions to God. And that's normal. The disciples did that too. And maybe you start acting like Peter did. And it's normal. Well, that being said, I have a question for you. We know that the disciples, they messed up. But when you messes up, you mess up. What do you feel? Maybe you told God, no, God, I'm not quitting. And then we quit. No, no, God, I'm not uh, turning back. And then we turn back. No, God, I won't stop believing. And we stop believing. What do you feel when things like that happen to you? You don't have to share. I know that's... <laughs> that we, we don't know how, I mean maybe we, next week we can listen again about being vulnerable for by Paul but we don't like to share things that uh, uh, that maybe embarrass us but something that's common to us discouragement yeah failure, failure. Mm -hmm. I call it my moments of remembering how human I am <laughs> yeah we may have different answers for that and we don't even like to share them. But there is something that's common among us. And it's the fear of re rejection. When we do something wrong towards people or maybe towards God, 
we fear rejection. It's the fear of not being accepted for something we said or something we've done. And usually we behave the way we do because we want to be accepted. Or maybe we think that if we do or say something wrong, people won't forgive us. Rejection is so related to three things that I want to share this morning. Rejection is related to fear. Rejection is related to self-pity. And rejection is related to forgiveness. But I know that's too much information for a sermon. So I'm going to stop now and ask you something. Uh, have you seen the new Avengers that they just released? I think it was like uh, last Thursday. I'm not a huge fan of movies. My wife is. But the, those, this whole thing, Avengers, and they are uh, watching it. And have you seen? Okay, some of you. Okay, yeah, that's right. So, but if you haven't seen, that's not a problem. I'm not talking about them. I'm, not ta I'm talking about another movie that probably someone of your family have watched. And you probably know at least a song of their soundtrack. Have you seen Frozen? <laughs> that was easy. Do you remember the main song? Let it go. Let it go. This is, I mean, I don't, I don't want to try to sing it, but do you remember the song, right? Do you know the song? Can you play for us? Uh, no, no, just kidding. You don't have to. Oh, that's the song. <laughs> Okay, yeah, do you remember if someone doesn't remember the song? Said, let it go, let it go. <laughs> that's the song. Well, that's a nice movie. I know, well, Bernardo hates the, the, the movie, but that's okay. <laughs> Boys don't like that kind of movie. Well, we went from Avengers to Frozen. That's a huge trip. But the main point this morning, the main point this morning is let it go. So if you don't remember... The verses that we read, if you don't remember everything that we said, just remember Frozen this morning. Let it go. So the first thing that comes with rejection is fear. Verse 19, it says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Maybe they thought, well, we lost everything. It's the first time that says that the disciples, they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. While Jesus was alive, he didn't care. I don't care about Pharisees. I don't care about Jewish leaders. I don't care. Jesus is with me. But once they lost Jesus, they locked themselves and they feared the Jewish Leaders. Fear of the fear of rejection invaded their hearts. Maybe they locked themselves thinking, well, Jesus is not coming back again. So we have to think about a speech for the Jewish leaders. What are we going to say to them? Oh, maybe we can say, oh, Jesus was not that all. We got it wrong. Can you accept us back? The fear invaded their hearts. It says that it was the first day of the week. 
what did they think from the Thursday evening, from the arrest, until the Sunday morning? Many things going on in their heads. Many, many things. And fear was the first thing that came to them. Some facts of the story. Jesus appeared, first appeared to um, uh, Mary for a woman. Luke chapter 24 verse 11. And then they ran and told the, told the disciples about that. And do you remember the verse? Their words seemed to them like nonsense. They couldn't believe. The fear invaded their heart so hard, their heart so hard, that they couldn't believe. Their words, the women's words, seemed to them like nonsense. Another fact. Peter then went to the tomb, saw, and didn't understand. He saw. Jesus was not there. And he couldn't understand. Why? Fear messes with our mind. Fear messes with our emotions. Doubt rises. Rejection rises. So he couldn't believe that Jesus was alive. So he started thinking about an excuse for the Jewish leaders. Another fact. Jesus appeared for two disciples while they were uh, going through Amos. And they came back. Do you remember? And... John was kind sharing this. I mean, John has a kind heart. But Luke was a doctor. And you know, doctors, they have a heart with details. Isn't it, Sarah? With details. So Luke tells the story, and Luke says the same story that the disciples, the two disciples that came from Amos, they were sharing when Jesus appeared to them. John was kind and said, no, we just had fear. No, they were not believing on the two disciples that came all the way back from Amos. They couldn't believe the women. They, Peter didn't understand. And they were not believing those two disciples. Then Jesus shows up. It seems that Jesus had no other choice than showing up. They couldn't believe. The tomb was empty and they couldn't believe. Women said things about Jesus was alive and they couldn't believe. Peter couldn't understand things, so Jesus showed up. And what would be your first word if you were Jesus? <laughs> That's a hard one. What would be your first word to the disciples if you were Jesus? Hold yourself. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Remember, you have been betrayed. You have been left behind. What else? What would be your first word if you were Jesus? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm alive. Yeah. But what was uh, the first word, words of Jesus? Peace be with you. Yeah. That's a, such a powerful word for their culture. Not just peace that we say, oh, peace or may the Lord be with you. It's something that, uh, it's wholeness. Yeah. Be whole again. 
peace be with you. So no fear. Peace be with you. Shalom. I'm here again. You can hope comes alive again. They needed those words. What's peace? Peace is rest, quietness, things that they were lacking since Thursday evening. Only the peace of Jesus can overcome the fear in our hearts. Only the peace of Jesus can overcome. Jesus had a name, Prince of Peace. That's the way He arrives in our situations. He doesn't arrive judging us. He arrives, arrives bringing peace. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. A peace that surpasses understanding. Sometimes it makes no sense, but we feel the peace of God. And this peace guards what? Heart and mind. Emotions and thoughts. Why is that? Because fear messes with our emotions and thoughts. So let it go. Let the fear go. And believe that God is with you. So if you need this morning to hear again, I declare be, peace be with you. No fear. <laughs> Stella agrees with me. Let it go. But what about self-pity? Jesus said twice, peace be with you. And then he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. What a feeling, self-pity, it's what a feeling that comes from hell. And we start acting like victims. We think that we're, uh, I, I cannot deal with that. And Jesus said, I'm sending you. Go. There's nothing to look back. You don't have to fear. Fear is gone. Let's go uh, forward. We have new things to live. Even after we overcome fear, we can stuck on self-pity. And it's so terrible when we, we feel our lives stuck. Because we, we start thinking, well, God doesn't love me anymore. People, they don't care about me. And those feelings are so, so terrible for our lives. Let it go. Let it go. Self-pity, it doesn't help you to move forward. You don't have to stay, uh, you don't have to look back. Jesus is alive. He declared, peace be with you. So the fear and the self-pity, we have to let it go. And... The last part is about forgiveness. Is that hard for you to forgive or to be forgiven? It's a personal question. It doesn't have to be the same answer. But, but it is hard for you to forgive or to be forgiven. 
different answers. Uh, Jesus could have said for them, well, you left me. You betray me. You, Peter, you deny me. You're go we're going to need another three years. Why not? We're going to need some time together. You're not, you're not ready for it. You're not ready to uh, take the church for centuries after that. And I like a quote from, from C.S. Lewis uh, that says, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. That's so strong. So sometimes we have trouble forgiving others, but sometimes we do have problem forgiving ourselves. Uh, no, inexcusable. Inexcusable. That's all. Yeah, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Yeah. That's such a strong code, quote. But Jesus did that. Yeah. Well, I would add too that I, gonna be honest though, I struggle more with forgiving myself, letting myself be forgiven than I do with forgiving others. Forgiving others for whatever reason, for silly excuses. I beat myself up by stories. I would say also be vulnerable that there's a pride at the core of that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? For, it's so hard to forgive. Because sometimes we think that we can forgive by ourselves. I mean, I will forgive you. But that's not something that's in the human. Jesus, before Jesus talks about forgiveness, he says, verse 22. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. What do we need to be able to forgive? The Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we keep looking at others' faults. We keep looking at our faults and we don't forgive. Everything related to rejection. So let it go. If you need uh, to forgive, let it go this morning. If you need to forgive yourself, let it go. If you're in a place of self-pity, let it go this morning. If you're in a place of fearing, let it go. Jesus showed, himself, showed him to them, saying, peace be with you. So fear was gone. Then he said, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. In other words, you're like me. I'm with you. You don't have to look back. And then receive the Holy Spirit. So you will be able to forgive. Last verse. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. There is so much power in forgiveness. So much power in forgiveness. 
so let it go. Or maybe you have to let it go those three things. That's the, a special morning for that. And I know that you have a lot of things to say. And that's why I want to split in small groups, maybe four or five. And you don't have to share anything if you don't want to. But if you want to share or if you want to just say, I need prayer, that's okay. But if we can split in small groups uh, of, of four or five, that will be great. So we can share a little bit of letting go fear, self-pity, and uh, forgiveness. Sounds good for you? Okay. And then we will sing a song in the end so we can close the small groups and head upstairs for the potluck.